0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to the Dando
1: Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show I'm your host Daydon Tolbert Back live tonight with another edition of Between Brothers uh, It's been a few weeks since we did our inaugural Between, Between Brothers Show Where we talked about just turning our backs on God uh, Betraying God uh, Not following in in God's uh, path that he's led out for us, and you know, straying from him, and I'm um, really just not doing the right things, and so uh, we want to keep that going tonight. We want to, you know, stay along those lines, and, uh, and 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 talk about what it looks like when we just, as individuals, as believers, just complain. Okay, and when I talk about complaining, I'm talking about um, lack of faith. I'm talking about not being appreciative of blessings. I'm going to talk about um not um you know, taking certain things for granted, you know, lack, lacking um lacking a true desire to pray your way through trials and tribulations. Um, you know, and and instead, you know, getting down, getting depressed. Um, you know, and so and so and, and not only doing those things, but the effects of those things you know what happens when we, as individuals, can block our blessings by not, by not, um, you know what I'm saying, by not being appreciative and and um and, and by, but specifically tonight, complaining. So that's what we're gonna to do tonight. Um, my man Osho is here with us tonight. What we're gonna do is, uh, if you guys have questions or comments or or feedback, definitely feel free to hit us up six four six two zero 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 three six six hit the number 1 on your keypad. Um I want to I want to do a quick um, you know, recap of uh, we were we were last live though on um what was that? Friday night, you know, and so you guys are saying, "Wow, you guys don't really usually do, you know, back-to-back shows," you know what I mean? But we we're trying to get back into that. We're not going to be here long tonight. Um but, you know, on 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 Friday night it was a really good episode of keeping it real Fridays and i just want to really encourage everybody to tune in you're going to hear a lot of things differently tonight than you're used to hearing um you know on other shows and there's a reason for that we want to come at you guys from all different angles um like for example tonight we're really we're just really going to be doing like a really uh, uh, in-depth bible study specifically getting into numbers the book of numbers and you guys can follow along if you want to we're going to be starting in uh, numbers 11 and looking at uh moses and and aaron and um you know just how god viewed and and punished the israelites for um you know for for their not being faithful and, and, and downright complaining uh but on friday night we we Approach you know this thing from a different perspective. We were talking about a lot of things. We were talking about Blue Ivy. We talked about Jay Z, Beyonce. We talked about the entertainment industry as a whole. Did a couple um, ask asked on advice questions. So you know, I say all that to say, no matter what we're talking about, you know, whether it's these TV shows, whether it's straight from the Bible, whether it's entertainment, whether it's politics, um, there, you know, what I'm saying, I would just encourage you all to just pray, you know, and self reflect. And if something is said, because I got some feedback from Friday night, you know, some people saying like, "Wow, you know, that was a little, you know, a little real, like a little, a uh, little, you know, a little too real," you know. And so I would just encourage everybody to, you know, get if you can, get past the the realness, or maybe even in many cases the harshness of everything, and focus on the message, and do that self reflection in, in regards to you know how you how it makes you feel. Because I can almost guarantee you, male, female, if you are the type of person who is feeling some type of way about something that's said, that's given from a biblical perspective, I would say, you know, that's, that's where you need it the most. That's what we're here for, is to make people uncomfortable. You know, I just want to say this, relationship advice, you know, that I'm talking about real relationship advice. Relationship advice from a a biblical perspective, you know, straight from the word, is not going to feel good. Be clear about that. It's not going to be funny. It's not going to be entertaining. You know, it's it's specifically designed to make you uncomfortable. And that the only healing, the only, um, you know, deliverance of any sort is only going to come from harshness and severity and, you know what I'm saying, stuff that does not taste so good as it goes down, if you will. So just want to put that out there. And like I said, if you guys missed Friday night, if you missed our initial uh between brothers show, definitely we're gonna continue doing more of these. I would just encourage everybody to tune in and um you know and, and uh and let's get in. Courtney has the night off tonight she'll be back with us you know tomorrow night and you know Tuesday night or whenever the next time we're live, my man osho you know what I mean is gonna be here tonight and um I wanna just jump into it a little bit um i wanna i wanna just set it up if I can. You know, like I said, we're talking about complaining. We are talking about, you know, how God views it. And if you guys have your Bibles, you know, check out, like I said, check out Numbers 11. But, you know, I'll start off like this. When you go into, you know, situations, like I'm looking at one situation right now with a couple that I'm working with. You know, sometimes you have family. Okay, family, when you think of family, you think of support you think of love. You think of, you know, um, I mean, really that's support and love. You know, those are the main two components of family. And so when there's situations that arise that are that take away from the support, when take away from the, the love and come, you know, it, turn into downright hate, you know, and animosity and betrayal, well, then, you know, chances are you're not just, it's it's tough. I mean, the Bible says to, but it's it's tough to just take that on the chin, just kind of turn the other cheek to, you know, look the other way. You know, in fact, we are all prone to feel some type of way, to, you know, complain, right? I mean, let's just be honest about it. You know, no one can hurt you more or effect, affect you more emotionally than close friends and family, you know? how How else do we... Or And complaining What else do we complain about? Well, you know I know a lot of people Myself included at times You may not be necessarily happy With your financial situation You know You may not be happy with your, your job You know You may not be um, in a place where You know, you feel like you want to be in life You know what I mean? You may not be um you know you you may be stagnant you know you may feel like you deserve something else more than what you have and so you know we complain about that as individuals but what you got always got to look at it is from the perspective of well where where did you used to be we talked on Friday night we were talking about overdrafts we were talking about bad checks talking about you know eating eating off eating ramen noodles you know, whatever it is, for a week, living off $5 for the week, fill it, putting $2 of gas in your car. What You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. And, and we just have to look at it from the perspective of we came from those places, many of us, most of us. So even though now, you know what I'm saying, in 2014, you may not be where you plan on being, where you want to be, maybe where you hope to be in 2017, but you're not where you were in 2009. You know, so it's not about complaining in those situations. It's about praise. It's about worship. It's about being thankful. And then that's actually when you you know what I mean when you get blessed abundantly. And the, the problem with it is when you're not when you're not looking at those trials and tribulations as blessings. You see what I'm saying? Then it ends up being actually a sin. You see, because God, let me just say this real quick. Cause, you know. It is not. We're all going to go through trials and tribulations, right? We're that's going to happen to you. It's going to. It's happened to me. It will continue to happen to me. We're all going to have trials, but if you lean on God in the midst of those trials, you're not guilty. You're not sinning. You see, God didn't put you in the situation, but He's there to help you through it. But if you take the situation don't i guess what i'm saying don't make a bad situation worse you know what i mean like if you see something that's going on that you don't necessarily like that's tough that's uncomfortable you want to lean on lean on god because that's what the israelites did not do they were in a bad situation not it wasn't god's fault in fact he was trying to take them out of that situation but what they did they made a bad situation worse by turning their backs on god by seeking out other things and then as a result they were punished. Whereas you could have just been in a bad situation, leaned on God, God brought you through it, and then blessed you abundantly as a result of it, and everything would have been all good. You see what I'm saying, guys? So, um and I wanna I wanna show you guys some actual examples of that as far as, you know, Moses leading trying to lead them, you know, Aaron trying to lead them, and how both of them at different times actually, you know, uh Themselves kind of succumb to uh, pressure, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, I'm excited about this. Like I said, if you guys have comments or questions, any type of feedback, six four six two zero 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 three six six, hit the number one on your uh, keypad. You know, and we can get into it. Like I said, I want to just read to y'all a little bit because this is crazy. I mean, what I mean, it's like we don't have like a you know a set outline for tonight. Like I really, ju- I've been told y'all on Friday night. I've, this is a show I wanted to do for like a, at least a week now. You know what I mean? But I, I you know, I hold, I held off just so that we could, um, you know, do it on Sunday. But so if you look at, if you look at numbers eleven. Look, if you guys aren't familiar, like that's we're doing this Bible challenge. That's where we are. We start at the beginning. We're just gonna read the Bible straight through over the course of the next year. So I would say just jump on board. You know what I mean? If you if you haven't if you're not on board, you haven't been doing it. You know, open up that Bible, get into Genesis, and just work your way through and catch up. You know what I mean? Or you know, with uh, getting you know, however you want to do it, get into the numbers and um, you know, work your way backwards and then you know, go forward again. However you want to do it, but. I really would encourage everybody Just to Let's just go straight through And get into it I happen to be right here in Numbers And um, The background of this Is so where we find ourselves Is in Exodus You know God took You know Delivered the people Out of Egypt um, And they currently Are in The wilderness Right They're they're on the way To the promised land But not You know Not necessarily there yet And um, As a You know and in, in b- being in that state of limbo, you you know, they find themselves, you know, without the type of food, with sometimes without food, um, or the type of food that they want, which we'll read about in a minute, um, they find themselves confused, um, you know, lacking guidance, even though they had Moses, even though they had Aaron, even though they had a big old cloud that was literally following them, or excuse me, guiding them, which was God, they still... Felt as though they lacked they lacked that faith and they lacked the confidence that you know that that they should have had and as a result we're going to read about how they were punished. But here's the thing: have you guys ever been in between jobs? Right? I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you were not you know like I said happy where you were? You ever felt like you were in the wilderness? You know, I know Terry. Uh, shout out to her. She shared something very personal with a lot of the uh the ladies, you know, about her current situation and all day today has been getting uh you know, support and feedback and I would encourage you all if you're ladies and you're not in the Each Woman uh Foundation Facebook group, I would say definitely add yourselves because it's just great to see the the sisterhood in there um that just the, the uplifting, the uh, uh, uh encouraging words and she's really going through her own uh, exodus You know what I mean Her own uh, Journey She's in the wilderness Right now You guys got a chance To hear from her A couple weeks ago She's going through Some things So I was going to say Pray for her You know But we're going to hear She either, either has a choice To complain about her situation Or she can do What she's been doing Which is actually Praising God And, and allowing And causing Or I should say And basically Allowing her situation To, uh, to get her closer To God So that's what we're going to do But let's let's get into um let's get into numbers gonna uh it says uh, and this is the uh the new living translation it's uh this is this is crazy man it says so- so soon the people began to complain about their hardship, and the Lord heard everything that they said <laughs> if i if i could if I could stop right there for a quick second, I find that that particular um you know the first line of everything to be particularly interesting because we as individuals often feel like you know it's you know we're upset we feel some type of way we are not happy so we complain but we often feel like god doesn't hear us we think that we're just talking to ourselves right we're just venting whether it's to facebook our facebook on our Facebook timeline, your diary, you know what I mean your journal, whatever you want to do, however you do it, your best friend, your mom, your dad, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, so you complain, but what happens unfortunately is God actually hears what it is that you're complaining about, you know i mean god it's that's why that's why it says right here that God actually heard everything that they had going on, right? I mean, that's what it says. And so, unfortunately, God was not pleased with that, right? It says right here, it says, so they began to complain about their hardship, right? I mean, and the Lord heard everything they said. I was just talking to Courtney about that recently. You know what I'm saying? We all have to stop complaining because the Lord hears everything that we say. This is this is you know where it gets a little unfortunate for them. It says then the Lord's anger blazed against them. And he sent a fire to rage among them. And he destroyed some of the people in the outskirts of the camp. Then the people screamed to Moses for help. And when he prayed to the Lord the fire stopped. So that's the that's the first thing we got to look at right there. <laughs> after they were complaining right the 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 you know what i'm saying that god heard them and he sent a fire to them he basically was pissed off it says he destroyed some of the people in the outskirts of the camp and then the people screamed to moses for help now now i find this to be a little ironic because what happened with with the people is that they had actually turned their backs to moses Right, they had actually came to a, a a way of thinking that Moses had abandoned them. You know, Aaron was not fit to lead them. They they were kind of, you know, even though they delivered them from Pharaoh, they, you know, Moses and Aaron led them out of Egypt, out of bondage, out of slavery. They had still they kind of started hating on them. They started, um, you know, wanting to, what's the word, uh, riot. And rebel against them, against you know their leaders and God Himself, you know. But then, ironically, when that when that fire came, right? Then the <laughs> then they said they said oh they they scream for, to Moses for help. Now, how interesting is that? I know a lot of people they don't even go to church, they don't even go to church, they don't even pray, they don't even read the Bible. But when there's something going on, when there's an issue, when there's some Type of trial, some type of tribulation, then they reach out to God. Then they want to call their spiritual friend. You know, we got the, the you know the, the double sets of friends, the, the worldly friends, and then the, the spiritual friends. You want to call the spiritual friends when you need prayer, but when you want to party, you call your party people. So that's what they did. It so they, said they they screamed to Moses for help, and Moses did what Moses did does. You know, it says you know he prayed to the Lord, and then the fire stopped. And so, unfortunately, that wasn't the end of it. Because you you guys know what I'm talking about. Even when you're in the situation and then you pray or you have someone pray for you, but if it's not genuine, if it's not real, does that fire stop for you? No. Not really. Not at all. In many cases, it actually gets worse. So it says here. Let's let's go back into it. I'm skipping around, and this is verse four of chapter eleven in Numbers. If you guys are following along, it says then the foreign rabble who were traveling with the Israelites began to crave the good things of Egypt. They and this is this is crazy. They began to crave the good. I'm about to break. I'm about to really go deep on y'all for a second, if if y'all don't mind. It says they were, you guys are unfamiliar with Exodus and, you know what I mean, like, Egypt was slavery. They were slaves in Egypt. So it says that they began to crave the good things of Egypt. What good things of Egypt? Well, it says, and the people of Israel also began to complain. Oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. We remember the fish that we used to eat for free in Egypt. And we had all the cucumbers, the melons, leeks, onions, and garlic that we wanted. But now our appetites are gone. All we ever see is this manna. Well, see, what you guys got to remember, if you go back to Exodus, when they first were delivered out of, um, out of Egypt, God gave them an unlimited amount of manna. Which, so they, and, they were, and they loved it. Right? They loved it because they were starved. They had they were starved. And they, a lot of them were like dying of, of hunger, so God gave them food and they were good. They actually were thankful for the manna. But after a while, they started being unappreciative of what they actually had—an unlimited amount of. So let's go back for a second, though. You know, going back to complaining and, re- and about what you, where you are, and then reminiscing about where you were. How many of y'all had ex boyfriends? right i mean let's just 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 keep it real. y'all had ex boyfriends who you know cheated on you, lied to you, dogged you know dogged you out, played you, you know slept with your best friend, but right I mean let's you keep it real, but on that Saturday night, you actually began to lust after him, you know you began to miss him, you began to crave his tender touch, and you lost sight of the fact that when you were in the midst of it and you prayed for God to remove him from your life, and then God actually removed him from your life, and then you thank God for that, but now after being single on a Saturday night, you now, and, and lonely on a Saturday night, Friday night, you crave his touch, because you don't—you're not thinking about the good times, are you? Excuse me, I'm sorry. You're not thinking about the cheating. You're not thinking about the lies. You're thinking about the good times. You're thinking about the sex. Thinking about how he touched you, how he massaged you, how he caressed you, right? You have the movies you watched, the pizza you ate, the jokes you shared. But this is the same person who a couple months ago blackened your eye. You know. Had sex with your best friend But you're not thinking about that These are the same people who came from Egypt Where they were in chains Where they were beaten Where they were whipped Because They're now Not where they want to be They forgot about the whips and the chains And they're going back to Well we had the, the unlimited meat We had the free garlic We had everything You know we had the fish you know what I mean? Fish is not anything that, in my opinion, should make someone forget about being whipped and chained. Good sex is not something that should make you want to forget about being lied to, beaten on, and cheated on. That's just me. But it but it happens, though, right? I mean, that's, we've all experienced it. Because for many, being lonely, being alone, is actually worse than being in a bad situation. But that's just the devil's way of telling you that, you know, you should be you should have that fear of being alone. Being alone is the worst possible thing. Being out in the wilderness with only manna, God forbid, you just have manna to eat, right? But you have an unlimited amount of manna, which was great when you were starving. But now that you're no longer starving, right? Now that you're no longer getting beaded on and cheated on, I said beat it on, you, get, you know what I'm saying? You get my point. Now it's a problem. So let's, let's keep it moving, though. This is this is deep, man. We're just talking. Um, it says here, they had all the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic that they wanted, but now our appetites are gone. He said, we don't even want the manna. All we ever see is this manna. It says here that the manna looked like small coriander seeds. It was a pale yellow-like gum resin. The people would go out and gather it from the ground. They made flour by grinding it with hand mills or pounding it in mortars. Then they boiled, boiled it in a pot and made it into flat cakes. Well, these cakes tasted like pastries baked with olive oil. The manna came down on the camp with the dew during the night. This is, you see what I'm saying? So it wasn't so bad. I mean, it's they, they knew what to do. They got it. They had an unlimited amount. They made it, and they ate it. All right now, here this is where Moses comes in. He says Moses heard all the families standing in the doorways of their tents whining. It says he heard them. Not only did God hear them, but Moses heard them. And here's just what, something I want to add to that. A lot of you guys, you know, it's it's you know, you're worried about what God thinks, but what about the people around you? It says Moses heard them complaining. It says whining, not just complain. My daughter is three years old. She whines sometimes. It's like yo, just stop it. There's nothing more annoying than a child whining. I got to tell it, look, I'll be stop it. Stop whining. You see what I'm saying? And and that but these are grown adults whining. Some of you guys are whining about your jobs. Oh my gosh, I only make 35,000 a year. Oh my goodness, I only drive this Honda Accord. Some people don't make any amount of money a year, they're actually unemployed, not with unemployment, not with some type of settlement, but just broke and no money, no income. So that 35000 really isn't so bad. You're complaining about a promotion that you didn't get, a new position you didn't get, but some people don't even have a job, right? I mean, they're actually working minimum wage or not working at all. You know, I know, I, I remember um, a lo- years ago, I was doing this telemarketing job, and I called this lady, and she was saying that um, I was doing collections. At, he wasn't telemarketing, collections, and I was calling about something, but she was like, look, if y'all want to come get the car, you you know, she said, I, 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 I had every intention of making these cars. She said, you can look at my history. I've been making these payments, but... I've, I've lost my job. I recently found out that I have cancer. It's spread. I'm in pain. I can't work. I have no insurance. So I'm basically just waiting to die. So if you want to come get this car, that's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But I don't, you know what I mean, I don't have family. I can't work. I'm just, you know, this is my life. Right? You see what I'm saying? Like, that was real. So when you look, when, and that's just one example. You know what I mean? That's just one person. But you, you, got, you know what I mean? But we don't think about that when we're whining. We don't think about that when we're complaining. That there are people in ten times, not just a little worse off, but like ten times worse situations than, you know what I mean, what we are. But we still whine and we complain. How do you think that makes God feel? You know? I mean, seriously. When you sit up here with an Internet connection, with a phone you know, a phone line or some type of cell phone plan, and you are able to actually physically listen to this show, that's a blessing in and of itself. Some people right now right now, are laying on a sidewalk, and you're complaining about whatever it is, but you have an Internet connection. You have a living room that you're in. You have a bedroom. It may not be the house that you want, but you have a mattress. Somebody right now is sleeping on a cardboard box. Yeah, I slept on a cardboard box before. I've never been homeless, but we do this thing. My fraternity, uh, back in the day, we uh, would do what we called the, the sleep out for the homeless. And what we would do every year was, I'll even post some pictures of us in the in the cardboard box. We do a, um, like we take the coldest day of the year, which is up there. It was usually sometime in like late November, early December. You know, we go out into the uh, front of the student union building. We set up cardboard boxes. We, you know, bring out the the winter coats. I mean, literally, We're talking about. I was out there one year. It was like ten degrees in the in the in the single digits. Sleep out on on the and we'd be out there all night. There was no leaving, you know. There was no if you. In fact, if you left, you had to take strokes. I'm being real with you. That's, that was the, so nobody was leaving. You know, we slept out there all night. I mean, we didn't sleep. We pretty much made jokes and. It was like we had people come out and uh, they dropped off canned goods that we would end up donating and, and clothes and things like that. So, I'm, uh, so But even though I experienced that, that's not even half of what these people actually experience. And I'm just sharing that because I want you all to understand that it's real out here and there are people out here who literally right now are sleeping on concrete, right now have cancer, have HIV. If you have your health, if you have a bed, if you have anything, you should not be complaining about anything. Okay. says right here They're complaining They said we had all the cucumbers The melons The leeks The onions The garlic You know what I'm saying But now we have nothing Ironically They have unlimited men. So let's keep it moving So it says Moses heard the family Standing in the doorways Of the tents Whining And the Lord became angry uh, Extreme It says the Lord Became extremely angry This is against them Imagine if, how he feels About you guys About us Not y'all I mean me too we all complain. I'm not, you know what I'm saying, I'm no better. It um, says, you know, the Lord became angry, and Moses was ext- was also very aggravated. So everybody's pissed off. Nobody wants to be, a lot of people, you know, wondering, you know, why am I single? You know, let me do this session with you. Let me set up some counseling. I want to figure out why. I mean, we can do that. You know what I'm saying, we will do that. But if you complain, not only is God angry, it says right there not only is god angry but imagine what the people around you and how they're viewing you that's that's where the problems come in you see what i'm saying it's, it's and you guys know the only way to be blessed with love is to be you know what i'm saying is to be on one accord with god is to is to be you know blessed with love if you're not being blessed with love by god then you're going to be single or you're going to find yourself dealing with a loser. And then that's when you go back to the wilderness, not even the wilderness. That's when you go back to Egypt. Some of y'all would love to be in the wilderness. That's when you go back to, you know, being. there's nothing worse than being in a bad relationship. Can we agree on that? You know, I mean, I mean, there are worse things, but you guys get my point. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's the worst possible relationship, like a relationship where you're arguing all the time, you're fighting all the time, there's always tension, there's uncomfortability, you got to go through the phones. It's just a bad situation. But what's even worse than that is being there but being afraid to leave. That's that's what 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 really is bad. Can anybody relate to that? That kind of quiet out there. You see what I'm saying? Like if y'all if y'all can relate, you know what I mean? Hit me up, you know what I'm saying? 646 366 But this is this is it's real. You know, and God is not pleased with that. You know, let's keep But like I said. Let's let's get back into the word. Um one of the things I was saying is when you – when about just before we get back into it, again, I want to emphasize, don't be surprised if things get worse after you complain. Remember I said that earlier? Don't be surprised because complaining is the worst thing you can do about, it, about a bad situation. Um, what else here? All right, so let's get back into it. It says <laughs> – and this is where Moses starts tripping um, – but it says that uh, Moses heard the family standing in the doorways of their tents whining, and the Lord became extremely angry. Moses was also very aggravated. And Moses said to the Lord, this is, he starts really tripping, he says, Why are you treating me, your servant, so harshly? You know, have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve the burden of all these people? <laughs> He said, did I give birth to them? Did I bring them into this world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a a mother carries a nursing baby? How can I carry them to the land that you swore to give their ancestors? Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? They keep whining to me saying, give us meat to eat. I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. If this is how you intend to treat me, just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor, God, and spare me this misery. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people, when they think of Moses, they don't think of him being a psycho. Right? But, I mean, but he was. You know what I mean? I mean, and just like you are too. Just like I've been in the past. Already been blessed. This is someone who is God's personal servant the liaison between god and the people this is the most humble man on earth the most blessed man on earth at that time and here he is just complaining complaining he's he's already seen god literally kill people specifically for complaining specifically for being disobedient but he says look yeah look just look just kill me all right god just you know what i mean if it's going to be like this he said the load is far too heavy. If this is how you intend to treat me, God, just go ahead and kill me now. Do me a favor and spare me this misery. A lot of people are like, what, what the heck? I didn't know I didn't know that was in the Bible. Charlton Hester they didn't show that part in the movie. You know, but that's you know, this is why reading is important. You know, because Moses too became weary. He became uh, disgruntled, he became bitter, resentful to, to God, not to anybody else. To God, he actually jumped on the bandwagon. You ever been around people who, you know, are just complaining, and then they get you to complaining. Next thing, you're just having one big complaining session. Well, that's pretty much what was going. He was the one who was interceding for the people, but after a while, he it got too much for him to bear. And he said, look, man, he said, why are you treating me like this? He said, why do I, he said, look, he said, are these my kids? He said, look, I didn't give birth to Courtney. You know what I mean? Why why do I have to, you know, you know, share a burden, you know, have her burden? You know what I mean? Like, that's not my, these aren't my kids. I didn't promise them to, to you know what I mean? He said, you did. He said, why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a nursing baby? You know, what am, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get me? This is the same person who parted the Red Sea, you know what I'm saying? Like, as if God can't do anything, like bless them with some meat after parting a whole a sea, a whole body of water and killing an entire army. But he's complaining about some... About whatever, after that, you shouldn't complain about nothing But see, a lot of people say, well, well, that's the red Sea. I don't have a red Sea." But God delivered you out of the relationship You You know darn well you don't have the qualifications for that job You know darn well your bank account with PNC Shouldn't say what it says when you log on to check your balance You know you shouldn't be driving the car that you're driving You know you shouldn't be in the neighborhood that you live in But God, you know, blessed you you see what I'm saying? like, But yet you're still complaining, even though being blessed abundantly. These people here, the Israelites, they're still complaining. It says here, they keep whining, saying, give us meat to eat. You know? you know? I can't carry all these people by myself. So, the next chapter here, and I don't want to go too deep into this, but basically God heard him and said, all right, I'll go into it. What the heck? It says, then the Lord said to Moses, gather before me 70 men, who are recognized as elders and the leaders of Israel bring them to the tabernacle and stand there with you i will come down to you to talk to you there see see what you got to realize and we, we you know even moses had grace which we'll see because you got to realize moses dared god you know what i mean he basically dared god to kill him god is not the one to you know to dare or the to, to, to fool with so god could have struck him down right then and there based off after that whole little you know monologue he gave but instead he said look man, all right he said look chill moses relax all right just chill all right go gather me 70 men who are recognized as elders and leaders of Israel bring them to the tabernacle i'll come down and i'll talk to you just chill i'm going to i'll be there just meet me there i'll come talk to you i will take some of the spirit that is on you, and I'll put the Spirit on them too, so that they will bear the burden of the people along with you, so you won't have to carry it along. I mean, how great is that? You know what I mean? After Moses was complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining, you know, God said, you know, I'll get you some help. You know, I know this is a lot for you to bear, so I'm going to get you get some people, and I'll give them what I gave the Spirit. My spirit, I'll give what I've given you to them, so they can bear it too, and you won't have to carry it alone. It says, say to the people, and we're in. Um, this is verse 18. If you are following, it says, uh, chapter 11, verse 18. It says, and say to the people, purify yourselves, for tomorrow you'll have meat to eat. You know what I mean? So you know, go wash up, get get right, because tomorrow you're gonna you're gonna have meat. You won't, so, you know, let them, because I hear them complaining, you know, okay, so just tell them to get ready, they're going to have all the meat they want, you say, you want meat, I'm going to get you the meat, and you'll see what happens with that meat, but I, look, they're going to get the meat, okay, just chill, you're going to get the promotion, you're going to get the job, you're going to have some money, just relax, but can can you just chill in the meantime, a lot of people can't just chill, they get upset, they start complaining, they even curse God, and then wonder why, they never get that blessing that God is waiting to give them. Bible never says anything about us not having trials and tribulations. It's all about how you embrace God and trust God during those tribulations, which is going to determine everything. It's actually going to determine everything. So uh, this is crazy right here. My favorite part says, uh, where are we at? It says, so um, you'll have the meat to eat. It says, you were whining, and the Lord heard you when you cried, oh, for some meat. We were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat, and you will have to eat it. That's why you should really be careful what you wish for, because you're going to see what happens. Because the Lord will give, He said I'm like, He's going to give you the meat, but it's not just going to be He's going to give it to you. You're, he's going to give it to you, and you're actually going to have you're going to be forced to eat it. You know they say, well, I, I, I continue, like, I can eat the cake and a may have to eat the, eat this meat, right?" It's funny but I mean it's real It says we were better off in Egypt You go know, let's find out They weren't really better off in Egypt It says and it won't just be for a day or two It's not just going to be all right, We're going to have a nice little meal You know, It says or for 5 or 10 Or even 20 It says you're going to eat this meat For a whole month Until you gag on it You choke on it and you're sick of it That's how much you, you want this meat I'm going to give you the meat you're going to eat until you're sick of it, for you have rejected the Lord who is here among you, and you have whined to him, saying, "Why did we ever leave Egypt?" You see what I, you, you see? How horrible this is. You know what I mean? It, it says right here. <laughs> it says there are there are six hundred thousand foot soldiers here with me, and you will, and yet you say. I will give them meat for a whole month, even even if we butchered our, this is Moses right now talking to the Lord. Okay, now he's going back and forth with, with God. He's You know what I mean? He's basically saying that Moses is saying that people are complaining they want meat. God says, okay, cool, I'm going to give you meat. But now after God says, I'm going to give you the meat, now Moses wants to debate with God. He's saying, well, look, it's 600,000 people here with me. And you say I'm gonna give you meat for a whole month, for for a whole month. Even if we butchered all of our flocks and our herds, would that satisfy them? He's basically, how are you gonna do that, God? He's doubting God. You know, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's the that's the whole problem with it. You know what I'm saying? You ask for something, God says He's gonna do it, but then you doubt Him, and then you wonder why He didn't do it for you. You ask for love, you doubt that He's gonna do it. So then when you get this loser in your life, you complain about him, and then you wonder why. You know what I'm saying? God abandoned you. Well, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. And you you, you guys see what I'm saying to y'all? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So you can't be surprised. Don't act surprised if you ask for something. You don't believe he's going to do it. But then when the enemy sends you somebody, because the enemy sees everything. She's like, all right, cool. She prayed for something, but she doesn't have faith. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to send her Tyrone, right? And then she'll think that that's her blessing, and she's going to go get married, and she'll have two kids, and then she'll just, her life will be jacked up, and then she'll be emotionally unavailable for the rest of her life, and then I win. Then she'll end up hating God because she's thinking that God gave her something that she didn't really ask for. So now she'll be mad at God not knowing that it was really me. You see how that works? See that God that you dealt with? That your baby's dad—that wasn't from God. That wasn't the blessing. That's from the enemy. But you're cursing God, as if God gave you him. God didn't give you him. God didn't tell you to have sex with him. Right? I mean, God didn't tell you to let him smash raw. Now you're pregnant. That's not from God. God doesn't bless mess. That's from the devil. That's how the devil operates. So you really have to look at it from that perspective, you know. And, and, and you know, and and if you put like me you know i've put myself in certain situations before i know that certain women i chose to deal with certain places i cho- chose to go one situation i shouldn't even be here i was at this me and my homie uh who will remain nameless we went to uh it was uh we went to a club and it was like, you know, the club was cool, whatever, it ended it too, but we weren't even ready. That was bad enough, but we weren't ready to go home. So we decided to drive all the way out to West Philly to go to this after-hours reggae spot, all right? So we go to this after-hours reggae spot, and it's, you know, it's jumping a little bit. It's like a hole in the wall, like the like the worst part of West Philly. You know what I'm saying? No, one entrance, one way in, one way out. So we're up in the corner. I'm getting my grind on, my homies, get, you know what I'm saying, we're having a good time. Next thing you know, you just hear us commotion. You know what I'm saying? You hear this this craziness, you know, going on. You know, oh, he's got a gun. Oh, everybody jumps, gets, gets down on the on the ground. You know, I'm, I'm wait, I'm bracing myself, waiting to hear some type of shots. This is you know, four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. So, you see what I'm saying? Like that? Who, you know, who knows? That could straight bullet shot in the head. That's how Virgil died. You know what I mean? One of my best friends, our former co-host here on the show, that's how he died. Wrong place, wrong time. Shot in the head. Someplace, you know, one minute he's on Keeping It Real Fridays, talking to us, just like like this, and bam! Next minute he just decides to go out someplace with one of his homies. Fight breaks out, wrong place, wrong shot and head. No more Virgil. No more on, No more. You know what I mean? Who you? See, like that's just like that. That's how it could happen. So what I, I what I'm saying to y'all is, you got to be thankful because even though you may not be where you want to be, he delivered you from the reggae club in West Philly. He delivered you from Ike Turner. He delivered you from your baby dad. But you're saying, well, I still got to deal with his shenanigans. He's still not paying child support. So what? He's not paying child support. At least he, you see, it's like some people are never satisfied. You complain when you were with him, when you had to sleep next to him every night, when he was beating on you, you know what I'm saying? Giving you chlamydia, right? And now he's totally, he's not in the house no more. He's out of your life for good. Now you're complaining, oh, but I can't get a check once a month. No, don't you take care of your son? You're a single mom, so you that's you be a single mom. It's not all about the courts. I mean, you know, and if you can, if you can do it, then do it. You know what I'm saying? But you sometimes depending on the situation, you may not be able to. You know what I mean? Get that paperwork. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? You may it may be more trouble than it's worth. Sometimes you just gotta be a mom. Sometimes you just gotta be a dad and just chalk it take the L and just keep it moving and thank God for it in the process. I told you I was going to be deep, man. Sometimes that's just what you have to do. You know what I'm saying? But the worst thing you can do is complain. You know, I told you all my man Osho was going to be calling in a little bit later. Osho, man, what's going on with you, man? We're just talking about numbers
2: here. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Adon? Good, good. <clears throat> um, Man, just listen to what you're saying, Um. You know, talking about being deep—that's that really is deep, brother. You just, you know, you you breaking it down. So, um, you know, just in regards to complaining in general, um, or the situation, or being thankful. Um, and you're absolutely right, absolutely. Just we're not thankful enough in general, as human beings, as people. Nine times out of ten, um, and and I'm not at times unguilty of this but at the same time we can do this be like all the time you know just complaining and unthankful to god um in general and we we really just as uh, as people just need to change that
1: right absolutely we're just over in um right now i'm just reading from um from numbers man numbers uh you know all th- really we started at the beginning we're just working our way through the chapter uh 11 and um, I just want to get back into it because it says here, and I'm glad you're here because it's just to provide some extra, you know what I mean, knowledge you know, and insight to it. But it says, uh, but Moses responded to the Lord. He's debating with God, but he said, God, there are 600,000 foot soldiers here with me. How can I give them meat for a whole month? Even if we butchered all of our flocks and herds, would that satisfy them? Even if we caught all the fish in the sea, would that be enough? It says, then the Lord says to Moses, has my arm lost its power? He said, look, now you will see whether or not my word comes. He said, look, I'm going I'm to let you know. He said, you don't have to ask me any questions. Moses is talking about something. Will that be enough? He said, no, don't worry about that. He says, you're going to see it's going to be enough. You're going to see that my word will come true. It says, exclamation point here. It says, so Moses went out and reported the Lord's words to the people. He gathered 70 elders and stationed them around the tabernacle. And then the Lord came down in a cloud, that's the cloud I talked about earlier on, that that guided them, to give them guidance out of, you know, through the wilderness. They had nothing to worry about. All they had to do was follow this cloud and trust God, but they couldn't even do that. It says, and the Lord came down the cloud and spoke to Moses. Then he gave the 70 elders the same spirit that was on Moses. And when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied. But this never happened again says two men Eldad and Medad, had stayed behind in the camp they were listed among the elders but had not gone out to the tabernacle yet the spirit rested upon upon them as well you guys notice that they were suppo- all the elders were supposed to be at the tabernacle it said they were supposed to go but they were scared they didn't even go to the tabernacle it said they chilled they decided to relax and chill at the camp you know it said they were listed but they did not go yet even though God still gave them the spirit and they and they prophesied there in the camp said a young man ran and reported to Moses Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp oh so what do you make of that they do, they were supposed to be at the tabernacle but they didn't go but yet they still got the spirit
2: um i think that's that's really interesting just like uh you said then it's like you know were they were they scared what was the situation The point being is that they were called to be there. That's, like, huge, the fact that they weren't there. Um, It it just looks like in this instance to me, God was determined um, maybe it was because it was on behalf of Moses, who, you know, had a relationship with God, like, unlike, really, any other man, you know, in the world, uh, past or really pretty much future, as he talked to him, you know, like a man talks to a man. The Bible says that's the, the type of relationship Moses had with God. And God was just determined to, as He said, but with the 70 elders, to do what He was going to do. So even though they weren't there, He said, "Okay, you're not there, fine. You're, you're, you know, uh, this is still going to happen. You know, regardless of the situation of what you're wanting or what you um, think it's going to be." And that's interesting because sometimes God is like that. A, you know, in our lives, somebody told me just one time you whether I was doing it's not that I was doing anything wrong, but he said you can't stop what God is going to wants to do in your life or is going to do in your life. It wasn't a negative thing, but it was going to happen one way or the other because of the grace of God or what he saw or what God was determined or wanted to do. Um to bring, you know, glory to um to his kingdom, the kingdom of God, you know, being his will and um himself and also to be a blessing to to me I couldn't stop the blessing and it looks like they couldn't stop what was going to happen either in this particular situation
1: right right and this is where it gets deep it says Joshua son of Nun who had been Moses's assistant since he was a little kid basically his you know right hand man his his apprentice you know so to speak um says Moses my master make them stop but Moses replied what are you jealous for my sake and basically, don't be jealous. On you know, don't worry about that. He said, "I wish that the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put His spirit on them all." You know, he said. So don't worry about those two. You know, because they were disobedient when they got the gift. He said, "Don't worry about them." Mm-hmm. He said, "I wish everybody could have experienced what I've experienced," which is, it's kind of interesting because even though Moses was, that's the right thing to say. That's the right way to feel in that situation. Moses was still being frowned upon by God because of his. Uh, own personal lack of faith, you know he was going through something here, you know in this chapter he you know he was not really feeling god he was he said you know go back he said, look just ki-, he said, if it's gonna be like this, just kill me so you know Moses was definitely um feeling some type of way, um but at the same time he still wanted the best what was best for the people, um which speaks directly to his character and his humility, you know the bible says he's you know like I said the most humble man you know on earth um here's this is where that we look at we look at the trial, okay, but now we're gonna see you know that people made a decision as far as how they were going to respond, and now they have to pay the pay the consequences it says um now the Lord sent a wind that brought quail from the sea and let them fall all around the camp. He sent it says for miles in every direction. There were quail flying about three feet above the ground. So the people went out and they caught quail all that day, the whole day. They caught nothing but quail, and throughout the night, and the next day too it says. So all that day, all throughout the night, and then the next day. So for basically 48 hours, they did nothing but catch these these fish, these quail. Um, and and after complaining about only eating the manna and getting sick of the manna, so they wanted some real food. So now they got some real food. They have more than you know an abundance of it. It says right here. In fact, uh, no one gathered less than fifty bushels. Right, that's a lot of quail. says they spread mm-hmm. the quail all around the camp to dry. But but while they were gorging themselves on the meat, they said it says while it was still in their mouths. The anger of the Lord blazed against the people, and he struck them with a severe plague. So that place was called Kibras, you know, which it says, which means uh, uh, graves of gluttony, because they buried the people who had craved the meat from Egypt. That's crazy, Oshel. Wow.
2: It, yeah. It says while yeah. it was
1: still in their mouths, God sent the plague. What are you making it?
2: It's like, you know, I'm just imagining, I mean, obviously they had quail, like Kentucky Fried Chicken, like they're about to, you know, I mean, as far as like put it up to their mouths, they're like, as soon as they're about to do it, they're like, hmm, this is good. God just smites them, because, like you said, because of their own, you know, um, dis- disobedience in the sense of, of their complaining, uh, the fact that they weren't satisfied, and just I think that's the main thing, like you're talking about, that I'm being satisfied with what God had done for them or was doing for them um you know and, and wanted to go back to something that was that was less than really what he intended for them so they're complaining he didn't brought them out of slavery and they're complaining about uh, a little bit of meat when they have food to eat in general you know right. and so that's that's just the point like they could, you know even the way that they did it like they could have said oh you know you know possibly ask god but they were complaining um and so they they're like oh good this is what we you know what we want um, and they start eating it, you know being being you know gluttonous, you know being um uh, the word I'm looking for, um you know selfish or or wanting um you know something you know more at that moment than than what God was doing, you know for them, not being you know satisfied, not being thankful, and there there you have it, you know, God, you see what that gets, so they after they get it like, okay, yeah, good, let's go ahead and eat this, and God like, you know what let I me mean, smite, you know, smite y'all, you know, not in a sense, I mean, you know, real quick, you know, because you didn't make, you know, it made me upset, you know, it made me mad, I just upset, Um uh, But if they'd had any sense, they might have continued to understand, like, wow, you know what, instead of just, like, let's eat this meat, they might have humbled themselves as they saw this great display of God's power. But they didn't do that, they just said, oh, great, and just grabbed the meat, and then say so they break, gave thanks, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> they didn't say nothing. It's just that they just went ahead and started starting, like you said, gorging themselves.
1: It's funny, right? That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, you know that you picked up on that because you're right. It's that's exactly what it says. They didn't even give thanks. Here they are, yeah. hungry, and and I mean, because no, I shouldn't say that because they weren't hungry. They had the manna. The manna satisfied right. them and had right. been satisfied. They weren't hungry. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They just were ungrateful and wanted and greedy. You know what I mean? Exactly. They wanted more. Right? Mm-hmm. I joke around with my daughter; she could be greedy. I give her some pizza. Go, I want something. I want some chips. I want some ice cream. I'm like, oh, you just had it. You want more? You see what I'm saying? But again, these are grown adults. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It says um, they weren't thankful. Doesn't say anything about them thanking God for giving them this blessing, on top of what they already had. So they were gorging themselves. These greedy people. You know what I mean? Like Osh says, Kentucky Fried Chicken, that Popeyes, not once saying thank you. You ever noticed that uh-huh. when, a lot of times when people get blessed, they they pray and pray and pray and pray, but then when they get blessed, they don't even thank God. They might not even go to church that Sunday. It's
2: crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and we can be like that. Just like you said, they're not as as greedy. You know, wanting something like you got an outfit or whatever the case is, like, okay, now I want this outfit, which costs another, what, $500, you know, and you just, we desire or even lust after things, whether it's a car, you're blessed with one, but now I, I want this one. Oh, and like you said, and not even being being thankful, you know, what, whatever the case may be, you know, um, you know God is giving you uh, a family, a job, or, you know, whatever the case, and you're not satisfied with that, you know. So now right. I want to try to do this or get with this person or whatever or get this type of job you know without being thankful to god um and just a quick situation I, I know someone just you know God you know has blessed them with a certain you know position or to have a certain position that's a you know blessing financially in other areas, but not necessarily satisfied with that you know wanting or desiring something else and not that it even has to be per se a bad desire but the point is being thankful why can not we be thankful for where god has placed us and what he's given us and the bible says that if you humble yourself before god in due time he will exalt you meaning lift you up you know and bless you again but if you don't humble yourself and be thankful for that time that you have then he can't bless you just like as a nation we haven't humbled ourselves at any point and recently, you know, as generally speaking, and being thankful in general for the things that God has done, but yet we don't give Him credit. So how can He bless us uh, any more, you know? And you see the shortage of that blessing and 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 being able to take us to the next level. Absolutely
1: right. We can't can't take us someplace new until you're thankful for where you are, you know. <clears throat> I want right. to skip around a little bit. I'm gonna skip down a little bit just in the interest of time to uh, chapter 14, still in Numbers. But uh, Numbers 14, and this is where the people actually, they said, look, we're tired of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, we're sick of it. I mean, they, they already sent the food, the the quail, you know, the, the, the plague that came along with it. That way you would think that they would be like, all right, let us, you know, straighten up, you know what I mean, and, and fly straight. But they decided to continue to rebel, to continu- continue to complain, and this is what happens. So it's here, then the whole community began weeping aloud and they cried all night their voices rose in great in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron they rebelled against them the, the leaders that single-handedly led them from Egypt you know parted the red sea you know did all types of stuff um but they they he said in a great chorus they were in unison imagine hundreds of thousands of people in unison protesting against Moses and Aaron two people. It says, "If only or they said, if only we had died in Egypt." You know, or even here in the wilderness. He said, "Forget Egypt. It, it just kill us here." They complained. "Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? <clears throat> our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. You know, wouldn't it be better for us just to go back to Egypt?" Then they plotted amongst themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt to go back to slavery. They they plotted against not just Moses and Aaron, but they plotted against God Himself because they knew and had already been proven that Moses and Aaron were being led by God. You guys ever done that? I know I have. Ever plotted against God's plan for your life? You ever rebelled against? God's plan for your life, knowing that you know, you're know you supposed to go this way, but instead deciding to go a totally different route, knowing that God removes somebody from your life, but then still going back to that person, sleeping with that person, and maybe even marrying that person, and then acting like it was actually a blessing from God all along, 10 years on and off again, but uh, we're finally going to decide to get married and make this thing work. No, that's not how God works. That's what they did. So they plotted it amongst themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Tyrone. Right? I mean, keep it where We've all done it at, at times. Uh, it says right here: it says, But then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men had explored the land: Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of. Uh, Je- How do you pronounce that, Oshel? Japhaniah? Je- Jef- J- yeah, Jephunneh, uh, I
2: believe it's uh yeah actually uh, Jefune. Jephunneh
1: that's Okay, mm-hmm. okay Jephunneh, and they tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, "The land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. Okay, and if the Lord is pleased with us, He'll bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It's a land rich with flowing milk and honey." Says, look, don't just chill. Don't rebel against the Lord, and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They're only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, you know. And the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid. They gave, he just gave them a blueprint, basically, a blueprint on what to do and what not to. He said, look, we're go- I'm taking y'all to a great place, and if you just chill and trust God, everything is going to be good. Don't be afraid. You know, and I think I'm going to let you guys do on your own. You can make your own compare. We are, this is us, guys. We are these Israelites. You know, their situation is very applicable to our everyday situations. And I, hopefully tonight's show is showing you that. It's the whole point of tonight. We're no different. <clears throat> it says here that, you know, uh, they have no protection. Don't, don't, The Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. Um, don't be afraid of being alone. You don't have to go back to Egypt. You don't have to go back to Tyrone. It's okay to be alone. It's okay to be single. You see the connection? They went back. They wanted to go back to Egypt. A lot of you guys want to go back to that old relationship just because it's the summertime and you want. You know what I mean? You want to be held. Um, let's see what we have here. But it says, um, uh, <clears throat> but the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Mm-hmm. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites in the tabernacle. Uh, or at the tabernacle, and the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? He said, look, guys, I mean, what?" he said, what do I have to do? How long are they going to keep fronting on me? How long are they going to just, just treat me like this? He says, will they never believe me, even after all the miraculous things that I have done among them? He said, he said I will disown them, and I will destroy them with the plague, as if I haven't already done that before. I will destroy them with a the plague, and then I will make you into a nation greater and mightier than they are. You see what I'm saying? It says, but Moses objected. Moses Moses interceded for the people. He says, but what will? This is the second time he had to do this. But what will the Egyptians think when they hear about it? He asked the Lord. They knew. They know full well the power you displayed in rescuing your people from Egypt. Now, if you destroy them, the Egyptians will send a report to the inhabitants of the land. And they've already heard that you live among your people. So it says, if you appear to, face to face, that you're this pillar of cloud that hovers over them, they know that you go before them. You know. So if you slaughter these people with a single blow, the nations that have heard of your fame will say, the Lord was not able to bring them into the land he swore to give them. So he killed them in the wilderness. So <clears throat> he says, please, Lord, prove that your power is as great as you have claimed. For you said, the Lord is slow to anger and filled with unfailing love Forgiving every kind of sin and rebellion But he does not excuse the guilty He lays the sins of the parents upon their children Look out for our show coming up on generational curses But just put a little tag there Because this is where we're going to talk about this it Says He lays the sins of the parents upon their children The entire family is affected Even children in the third and fourth generations Generational curse. In, in keeping with your mag- magnificent, unfailing love, please pardon the sins of these people just as you have forgiven them ever since they left Egypt. So this is where, uh, what, what the Lord says. He says, I will please have Fine, I'll pardon them as you have requested. But as surely as I live, he said, look, trust me on this. As surely as I stand here right here before you, as surely as I live, and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will ever enter that land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs that I perform both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They will never even see the land that I swore to give to their ancestors. None of those who treated me with contempt will ever see it. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land that he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of that land. Now turn around and don't go toward the land where the Amalekites and the Canaanites live. Tomorrow, you must set out for the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea. So basically, turn around. Osho, what is going on here, Max? Break it down for the people.
2: Well, basically, Dan, like you said, I mean, even <clears throat> you have them in, in uh, you know, this this chapter, uh, you know, as, as again, lifting up their voices and, and crying out, you know, complaining yet again. After, you know, after even, you know, just let me say this. In the chapter, you know, when we were looking at 11, even in the very beginning, there was uh, a, a fire God consumed the people because of their complaining. Then you had them complaining, you know, later in chapter 11, you have them again not learning their lesson. Up here in chapter 14, complaining again and not doing what God, you know, wanted them um, to be able to do, refusing to enter, refusing to enter the promised land, you know. And I don't even want to tie that in, in a sense, to, to Christ or, you know, being the ultimate accepting Christ and going to heaven the ultimate promised land but it's the same difference you know whatever our objections excuses and things like that again and doing you know and doing that but Caleb like the bible says was different and therefore you know God was going to bless him but everyone else we see it, it's almost a pair, you know a similarity even between the, that and the new testament uh, uh wasn't going into the promised land in a sense because they did not accept rejected God's will rejected um What God has said, did not have faith, did not believe. And because of their unbelief and complaining as well, they were unable to enter it. So God didn't smite the people and destroy them right away, but you see how little by little, beginning, you know, even probably before 11, but 11, there's some people destroyed. In the middle of 11, there's some people, because of their um, um, disbelief, you know, lack of disobedience and complaining, then we see in 14 again, God says, surely, like you said, they shall not enter. And, and ultimately, they didn't. It was only two people, you know. Ultimately, like, they didn't enter the Promised Land, you know, from that generation of Israelites that had been and seen God's miracles and glorious, gloriousness. But how many times has God blessed us? Like you said, dadon how many times does he do something for us? How many times does he bring us through tough situations and circumstances? And we say, you know, oh, I'm glad I got through that and not give God glory. You know, not praise him, not give our lives to God or seek to live for him or do more to take steps to live for him, and we end up, you know, in, in a same predicament, you know, where God is not pleased and, and the blessings and things like that can't flow, or maybe we don't enter, you know, or we're not blessed in a manner in which he sought to bless us. And then we upset about that and complain about and be upset about that, but it was on us. Right. At some point, we got to take responsibility.
1: You know, yeah. none of all after all that, after everything that they've been through—from the going through slavery to starving mm-hmm. to being blessed to having plagues—you know, overcoming—you know, the Pharaoh's army and just—I mean—so many different things that they had been blessed with, all for nothing. It says, because as surely as I live, not one of those people, the chosen people. Whatever into the land That was the whole point of bringing them out Is to take them to the land But God, it's not God's fault right. It's the people's right. fault They brought it on themselves Some of us brought bring our own trials and tribulations On ourselves God has a blessing for you But you talk your way out of it The yeah. lack of faith, you know what I'm saying is, is the reason why worse trials have come upon you Why you haven't gotten your blessing You want love But look what you do during the week you go to church on Sunday, pray for a blessing, but what's your Wednesday like? What's your Tuesday like? What's, what are you doing Friday night? You know? I'm not talking about going out to the club. I'm just talking about the lack, the, although that too, but the lack of faith that's accompanied with the trials. You trust in God or you cursing God? They, they chose to curse God, so as a result, they didn't get the blessing. In fact, they're all going to die in the wilderness, which is unfortunate. So it says here, it um, says so he said he turned them around. He had them going toward the Promised Land. He said, "Look, you must set out back, go back to the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea." Oh so didn't they just bring them from the Red Sea?
2: Right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm laughing this the sense because, like you said, Did I like, you know, like you said, just you made a good point in talking ourselves out of our blessings or whatever the case may, you know, the case may be. We say something, we do something you know you're blessed you're healed and somebody says them to you oh are you but are you really healed you just say oh well maybe i'm not and our mindset and our we our mindset is just like the children uh, of israel it's just like the israelites like you said we are no different our mindset is is bad maybe even in some ways worse i hate to say it and you know we we don't believe god he you know he does different things for us and You can see right here, the children of Israel, the Bible says they, they, what was supposed to be like a four-day journey, approximately, I'm saying. Like a four-day journey ended up being 40 years. Hmm. From four days, approximately to 40 years. They went back, he took them back into the wilderness. You can see right here, you know, it's not funny, but God's purpose, you like, okay, you know what, I'm tired of these people right here. And sometimes you know when we you know give our you know do stuff and we think it's all good, you know the the grace of God, there is grace, but God at one point God said, "I'm tired of you right here, I'm tired of this right here, you know, and so they went back, he said, "I'm gonna take it back to the wilderness." you know they were in that wilderness forty years, they were supposed to be in the promise, and they were right they were right there, some of you are right there on the verge of a breakthrough of God blessing you, and then you step and say something, do something, turn yourself right back around and headed back like you're going towards Egypt. But God didn't take them all the way back into Egypt, but he let them wander in their own wilderness, because that's where their mindset was, in the, in the woods, in the wilderness. He trying to take them to, the, to a blessing, to the palace, to the next step, wherever that, you know, the land flowing milk and honey, but their mind is still stuck back there. So he said, fine, you're going to wander exactly like where your mind is and wander around for 40 years until you wander around until you die, until you, you expire you understand never seeing the blessing of the lord that he promised you but that's how our mindset is when we we need to you know could could uh accept the blessing could be blessed could receive it but we don't even receive because of the hardness of our own hearts and because of the our own stubbornness you know what I mean and our own disobedience we're no better if not worse right right
1: so we're almost done cuz i want to get y'all out of here but i you know what i'm saying this is bible study tonight uh, <clears throat> between brothers bible study this is the this is where it all comes well not to an end but where this part of the story ends for them. It says then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Look guys, how long must I put up with this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what you got to realize, God he he, get, he was getting frustrated with them. He said, Look, I mean at what point does this end? How long must I put up with this wicked community and have to listen to their complaints about me? How I mean, what do I got to do? How long do I have to deal with this? Y'all think y'all fed up. How do you think God feels? He's like, look, how, as much blessings as I've given y'all, you know what I mean, how much longer do I got to put up with this complaining? Yes, I have heard the complaints the Israelites are making against me. I get it. I hear it. So you go and tell them this. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things that I heard you say. That's when we talked about in the beginning of the show that God hears everything. He hears the complaints that you even think, that you feel, that you say to your best friend, to your Facebook status update, your Twitter. You know, tomorrow morning before you update that status saying some stupid stuff, you may want to keep in mind that it says I heard exactly what they said. It says, oh, it says, oh, you, you're gonna you're gonna drop dead in the wilderness. Because you've complained against right. me, every one of you who is twenty years old or older and was included in the registration will die. <clears throat> Remember back in the day, I wanted to break it down, fully set it up for y'all. When they were in the midst of their rebellion, he said, "Look, we we would be we would pro- we'd be better off dead. You know, he said we're going to be captured and taken." Captive, our kids are going to be taken as Plunder, we're going to die in the wilderness We'd be better off in Egypt, it says okay Well just like you said that Just like you said, guess what, you spoke it Into existence, you're actually, you will Drop dead in the wilderness, it says because you've Complained to me, every one of you 21 or older, is going to Die, just like you wanted It says you will not enter and occupy The land that I swore to give you it says the only exceptions As Osho said, will be Caleb and Jephunneh Jef- Jef- and Joshua, Caleb. son of Nun. Uh, all, how many people were out there in the wilderness,
2: Oshul? I mean, you're talking about, I mean, there's thousands and thousands upon thousands of Israelites, you know, you know, if not counting ones that were, perished, you know, along the way. But like you said, it was two people, Caleb um, and Joshua. Those are the only two people. God said these are the two exceptions. Everyone else in that generation perished. I mean, and there were thousands upon thousands of Israel. I mean, I don't know how many thousands, you know, that you know, even that came out of Egypt, and how you whittle, whittle it down to two, <laughs> because of the people's diso- disobedience. Just <laughs> th-
1: that their hearts—they were the only two out of hundreds of thousands of people. Those were the only two who had pure hearts and and did not, you know, turn their hearts a, a, against God. Right now, in this moment, I want y'all to ask yourself: Is your heart pure, or have, do you have lack of faith? You know, you see what happened to the rest of them. You know, I mean? Caleb and Joshua were the only ones that made in. Let's go, let's finish it up. It says, you, oh, you said your children would be carried off as plunder. He said, all right, cool. Well, in that case, I will bring them safely into the land, and they will enjoy what you have despised. Okay? But as for you, see, your children will be cool because they're, they're innocent. That's why, if you notice, it said everyone 21 and older. Says, you know, your children will be cool. I'll take them to the land, but as for you, you will drop dead in this wilderness, and your children will be like shepherds wandering in the wilderness for forty years. <clears throat> in this way, yeah. they will pay for your faithfulness, or excuse me, faithlessness. Excuse me. Because in that way, they're going to pay. I'm tripping. They weren't good. They said, they're going to pay the price for your sins. They said, let me go back. I want to make sure this is correct. He said, I will bring them safely into the land, and they will enjoy what you have despised. But for you, you'll drop dead in this wilderness, and your children will be like shepherds wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. In this way, they will pay for your faithlessness until the last of you lies dead in the wilderness. That's crazy, but that's they brought it on themselves. Because your men explored the land for 40 days, you must wander in the wilderness for 40 years, a year for each day, suffering the consequences of your sins. Then you will discover what it's like to have me for an enemy. This is scary. This is scary stuff. Mm. I told Osho, me and Osho joke mm. around, years ago, I said to Osho, I said, oh, when I was ignorant... And Osho wasn't ignorant, but I said, Osho, man, I, you know, I said, I don't know, man. You know, I don't, you say you should, you should have a fear of God. I said, well, you know, I don't know. I don't really, it's not like a fear. I you know, I love God. You know, I trust God, but I don't necessarily have a fear of God. Like I said, though, I was ignorant. And Osho explained it to me then, but I didn't fully understand it. But guess what? I understand it now. It says, because then, <laughs> it says, and then you'll understand You're going to discover, you're going to find out what it's like to have me for an enemy. Jay-Z, who calls himself Jehovah, is going to find out what it takes and what it's like to have God Mm -hmm. for an enemy. He thinks it's a joke now. You know, Beyonce calling herself I am. Well, she's going to know God is the I am. Not Beyonce, not Sasha Fierce. You know what I mean? All these people think it's a joke. It's Mm -hmm. not a joke. (laughs) It says you're going to find out what it's like to have me, God, as an enemy. I understand now what it means to fear God, the fear of the Lord. I didn't get it years ago, but I get it now. Hopefully you guys do too. It says, I, the Hmm. Lord, have spoken. I will certainly do these things to every member of the community who has conspired against me. The Illuminati out here, these evil people, these entertainers, they sit around and try these these Hollywood producers these entertainers, these musicians, they sit around and think, okay, hmm, how can we make a mockery of God? What can we do? Hmm, let's make a let's take the book of Noah or the story of Noah. You know, let's let's give it this this demonic slant to it. You know, let's let's yeah. make it, you know, let's try to make a mockery of it in some way. Hmm, what can we do? What do you think? Oh, okay, let's do this. No, let's do this. All right. Let's put this little image here in this music yeah. video or whatever to send this message. Okay, so you, you you know, everyone who has conspired against me, they will be destroyed here in this wilderness, and here they will die. Okay, mm. it says, then the ten men Moses had sent to explore the land, the ones who incited rebellion against the Lord with their bad report, the people who got everyone all hyped up, you know, incited the riots, I said they were st- struck dead. Forget all this other stuff for the future. Oh, you're going to die in the wilderness with that. He said, look, you're just, the ones who's got the ball rolling, you're, you're dead. Huh. He said they were right then and there. You know what I mean? Uh, right.
2: I mean, how many plagues, right how many fires? <laughs> Jeez. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Plagues, fires,
1: <laughs> before these people get it. Yeah. They don't get it. Yeah. It says, look, it they the were struck way. dead. Right. They were struck dead with a plague before the Lord. Of the 12 who had explored the land, only Joshua and Caleb remained alive. Everybody else was dead. God killed them on the spot. <clears throat> this is crazy stuff, right? It's deep. You know, a lot of people didn't realize it was this deep, but it is. It says that um, when Moses reported back, you know, the, you know, the words of the Lord to the Israelites, it says the people were filled with grief. Oh, <laughs> Oh, now they're filled with grief. You know what I mean? They were rioting. They were, you know, rebelling and cursing God and cursing Moses and Aaron. But now they're sad. Now they want to cry. Oh, don't cry now. I mean, don't don't get filled with grief now. That, the time for that has passed. When you were gorging yourselves on the meat. So now oh, But now they're filled with grief. Oh, boo-hoo. Then they got up early the next morning.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And they went to the top of the range of of hills says, so, let's go, they said. We realize that we have sinned, but now we're ready to enter the land that the Lord has
0: promised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Is this wow.
1: funny? It's, it's like hilarious. Yeah, you know I mean? it's, well, it's like, look, oh, now we're ready. Before we wanted to go back to Egypt, back to slavery, but look, right, we, we get it, guy. All, right, all right, we saw you killed them dead. We sinned, but we apologize. We're ready to go back. You know what I mean? But guess what? This is Old Testament. There's, there's no going back. There's no, there's no apologizing. You know what I mean? It says, but Moses said, "Why are you now disobeying the Lord's orders to return to what? He said, oh, don't, don't disobey him now. You wanted to go back to the, you know, back in that direction, back towards Egypt. He said, but you know, don't, don't go. Want to go to the Promised Land now? Why are you disobeying the Lord's orders? He said, go ahead. It won't work. You went back to that guy and then he you know, went back and now you got a baby by him, but now you want love. Nah, you should have wanted love before you went back to your ex. Now you got to deal with the consequences of going back. Maybe that's a baby, maybe that's the STD, maybe, maybe it's, you know, who knows what it is. It says it won't work. It says here that um, do do not go up into the land now. You will be crushed by your enemies because the Lord is not with you. When you face the Amekalites and the Canaanites in battle, you'll be slaughtered. Before, if you remember earlier in the show, we talked about how how Moses was telling him. he said, look, go ahead, you're good. God is with you. Everything is straight. All you got to do is trust God. But now, it says, and we talked about this on Friday night. What did we say? The Lord will abandon you because you've abandoned the Lord. That's where I got that. That's where this is from. We talked about that Friday night. See, he, it was it was all good. God was with you. If you would have just trusted God, you would have got the promotion, you would have got the house, you would have been your bank account would have been out the negative. But you decide to abandon God, so says here in verse forty three, Well, you you abandon God so he'll abandon you. Last verse is but the people defiantly you guys ever push forward defiantly? God told you to go one way; you defiantly went the other way. It says, "But the people defiantly pushed ahead toward the hill country, even though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant left the camp." Now, before oh, so you know the the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant is what had been guiding them. You know that's what had been you know they've been that had been leading them. Uh, you know, and, and to to their next destination. Every place that it, that they went, the covenant went, the tabernacle was there, God was there, the cloud guided them, God guided them. But they pushed ahead without God, without the tabernacle, without the covenant. And just to finish it right. off, it says, but the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived, they already lived there. They came down, they attacked them, and they chased them back as far as Horma." So basically, they, you know what I mean? They try, they tried to go forward, and they were met with resistance, and they were not, you know, blessed. What, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this, man? What, what would you like to leave the people with?
2: Um. <clears throat> wow. Well, just. Um, just uh, I don't know. Even in my mind, just like you were like, you know, now they down there like, oh, I'm sorry. Now I'm sorry. That thought came to my mind. a song, like, don't don't dry, you know, cry your eyes. It's like, you know, because they had. Like you said, push God to the to this limit or to this situation. He told them this is what's going to happen. They're sad. But out of their sadness, what do they do? They don't repent and say, Lord, you know, whatever the case may be, we're going to, you know. They, they repent or falsely repent, so to speak. But when Moses tells them, okay, this is what it is, they say, well, we're out of our own strength, out of our own, you know, might, we're gonna do this thing. And just like you said, Dan, how many times have people, you know, been in a relationship or whatever, are you going back to um a certain place where God told them, Don't go? Or, you know, they knew like God was like, Don't do that you know, don't don't marry that person. You know, don't don't uh, be in a relationship with that person. And obviously, out of that, don't don't you know, don't sleep with that person. Don't do this because you're not supposed to do that anyway before being married. But they went ahead and pushed, you know, and did whatever they wanted to do. So you still see them here, even though it seemed to be right. They wanted to, you know, he was going to give them the promised land. Then um, once they couldn't get it, that blessing door was closed. Here they go trying to open that door still being disobedient, like you said, and, and pushing against um, God, and just that overall defiance, um, not wanting to follow the will of God, and thinking they could do it on their own, so they get slaughtered again. No matter what, it was like what they did, it was the opposite, because that was what was in their hearts to do of the will of God. And a lot of us, a lot of people, I'll leave it like this, that's, that's where we are. A lot of people are like that, the opposite of the will of God. If he says go left, you're going right. If God says go right, you go on left. You know what I mean? He says go forward, you go backwards into the wilderness, towards Egypt. And direct opposition or be doing a direct or exact opposite of what God tells you to do is guaranteed, no matter what he tells you, is guaranteed not to be a blessing. It's guaranteed to be um, to get you in trouble, to be a curse for you, you know, because you don't want to listen to what he told you to do. So we need to stop our disobedience. And be obedient unto the Lord and do what He says to do, whether we like it or not, or whether we agree with it or not. Period. Right. Could you? We got this. Is deep. This is very deep, right here. Let me just. And
1: remember that last verse, that last little paragraph. It said they were basically slaughtered. They were attacked, and they were not. They they did not fare well. Basically, you know. Continue reading to find out what actually happens. You know, in your own time. But just go back real quick. It all could have been avoided. That's what I want to leave y'all with. It could have been avoided, because if you go back to chapter 14, verse 8, it said, uh, and actually, uh, uh, Joshua and Caleb said to the people, and if, and this is a big if, it says, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he'll bring us safely into that land, and he'll give it to us. But that's, again, if the Lord is pleased with us. As we read on, clearly, the Lord wasn't pleased with them. In fact he was furious with them You know, mm-hmm. so you see what happened. But it said, if he's pleased with us, he'll bring us safely to the land, he'll give it to us. It's a rich a rich land flowing with milk and honey. It says, Don't rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. It says they're they're helpless prey. That's it, it said, they're helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but if excuse me, but the Lord is with us don't be afraid of them. Well, it says they're helpless yeah. prey, but if you scroll back down to to, to 44, it, it says they came down, the Canaanites, they came down the hills, and they attacked them and chased them back as far as harm. They don't seem like helpless prey there, do they? The only reason mm, that happened, that point. <laughs> right, right, they weren't helpless at all. And the reason they weren't helpless is because they disobeyed God, and as a result, God abandon them. So, I say all that to say, whatever your situation is, you may not, you're we're all going to our own promised land. That's already been promised to us. The question is, are you going to on the way there when you're in the wilderness, are you going to trust God or are you going to turn away from God? And the and the answer to that is going to determine your life. It's going to determine your your 20s, your 20s are going to ter- determine your 30s. Going to determine whether or not you have love and have a family, or if you you grow up old, bitter, and single. It's all going to determine whether or not on whether or not you trust God and you and you follow God. Oh man, I want we don't usually do this, but if you don't mind, man, I like you to just pray us out, man. You know, say a little prayer. You know, to maybe for anyone who has listened to this, and I just thank everybody for listening because this is really what it's about. And I pray for people yeah. who chose not to listen to this for whatever reason. You know, but if you could, man, just pray for anyone who is is struggling with faith, struggling with God, trusting God, guidance, struggling with complaining, and uh, find as a result find themselves in their own uh, situations, having to fight their own Canaanites, you know, having to find themselves in their own wilderness, facing a plague of their own of some sort, you know, man, if you don't mind, just uh, you know pray for everybody, and we'll and we'll close it out.
2: Lord, I just I thank you right now in the name of Jesus, God. Um, we just pray, Lord God. I pray even right now just for everybody listening, Lord. I pray that you would just cover their minds, their hearts, their bodies, their souls, and spirits with your blood, the blood of Christ, was which has uh, redeemed us, so that we did not have to be lost or continue to be lost uh thank you lord in the wilderness or even you know um even metaphorically in the wilderness not being able to find god or know you i pray for everyone right now lord god um someone that's you know anyone actually that's struggling with their faith in the name of jesus christ i pray to anyone that for anyone that's struggling with their faith that you would increase their faith right now god that that the part of them that believes would ask you like the man in the new testament to help their unbelief we all have some may have some doubt or some part of unbelief, but I God, I pray right now for everyone listening, Lord God, that you would not allow that unbelief to keep them from heaven. You would not allow that unbelief to keep them from the promised land to keep them from your blessings that you want to bless them with their selves, their families, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, blessing them um even their their you know their children's children, Lord God, with an inheritance. I pray Lord God, that 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 unbelief would not hinder them from getting where they need to be but i pray right now that they, they would place their unbelief on the altar, and then, Lord God, you would change it around and turn it into a belief and turn it into a blessing. Whatever questions they have, whatever misgivings, whatever doubts, Lord God, I pray that you remove them right now by the blood of Jesus in Jesus' name. And, Lord God, just, you know, for those people who come against the spirit of, of doubt or fear, I just rebuke every spirit of fear in their lives as keeping them from being greater, has paralyzed them. The devil is a liar, and I pray that you set those people free right now, Lord God, so that they can be the best them that you've called them to be, that they can fulfill the purpose in their lives um, and get out of the wilderness and get to the promised land and not perish in a paralyzed state by the blood of Jesus. So I pray that, you know, for your people now that they would just, um, you know, accept you, Lord God, that they would have faith in you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, and that um, their faith, faith, rather, would be increased according to your will, and that they'll do your will right now. and not um, do. If you say go to left, they'll go left. If you say go right, they'll go right. I pray that for everyone right now listening, and even for those that are not listening, like those two elders that were still in the camp, I pray that your spirit right now come upon them for those that have a destiny, a destiny and a purpose, and that that be fulfilled by the blood of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: That's it man Nothing else to say I appreciate y'all for listening And I will see y'all next time Peace